Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. A lot that we're going to be able to accomplish on today's show, talking all things in the life of Duke Athletics. Our episode today is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's show, my good pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast will be with us to talk a little bit about the men's basketball team as we are now 33 days away, 33 days and counting from Duke's first basketball game on Monday, November 7th, when they take on Jacksonville. If you haven't done so already, Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and you can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast for free wherever you get your podcast. Also, check out our YouTube page to watch the show daily. Subscribe over there as well. As we welcome in my good pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast, a full conversation devoted to football yesterday. But Josh, we mentioned it at the end of yesterday's show. Basketball season is what a lot of Duke fans love to talk about. And now here we are, 33 days away from the first game. Yeah, and um, can't wait. What what a time to be a Duke fan, right? I mean, you have the football team uh, with the success they're having under Coach Mike Elko. You have the anticipation of the basketball program under first-year coach John Shire. And uh, man, this is a this is a great couple of months uh, for for a Duke fan. And so, a really cool was able to attend um, a, a closed practice this past weekend for Duke basketball. I'm looking to, forward to our conversation, diving in a little bit about what we we noticed while we were there. Yeah, really cool opportunity this past weekend that we'll dive in. A couple of folks saw some photos and video clips this past weekend, but on Saturday, Duke men's basketball partnered with Duke Children's. Uh, to benefit pediatric health care and had a couple of really fun VIPs, children going through um, some pediatric health care problems, and and they were able to be honored and recognized. And donations were taken. Folks were uh, had the door open for them to Duke men's basketball practice. And, Josh, you got to be there. Tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, just a unique opportunity, and it's really neat. The Duke has done this for the last couple of years. Uh, but with Duke Children's Hospital, and basically, uh, fans could pay um, to to attend a closed practice. And so there were two different levels. There was a meet and greet level where you could be down on the court, and then uh, before or after practice, uh, you could meet with the coaches and players and different things like that, which is really neat. And then the regular fans, if you didn't pay that that larger amount of money, uh, you were up in the regular section uh, seating. Um, but you were able to observe a practice. And so obviously your money went to a good cause, uh, but then you were also able to get kind of an inside look at what the basketball team's going to look like this year. So it was it was a really good opportunity. And so here we are. It's a practice. Like it's Duke's trying to get ready for the season. There are only a certain number of practices allowed before a season gets going. And, again, it was September 26th. That was day one to get out the gates off and rolling. And so still in the very first weeks, of the Spins basketball team coming together for practice. Tell us a little bit about 
uh, the structure, what took place and that sort of thing, Josh, from the student yeah. basketball practice. Yeah, it was really neat. So beginning about 30 minutes before the practice started, players started coming out and doing their own little things as far as getting prepared and getting ready. And, um, you know, no one really stood out there as far as like this guy was on the court first. Like there wasn't anything like that. But um, those guys did their own personal um, kind of just warm ups or whatever they would do, shoot around a little bit. And then um, with about 15 minutes before practice started, uh, they did organized stretching and things like that. And um, there's some we've not we still have like Jose and, and, and those other guys. Um, but they've added in a guy with strength and conditioning. And I'm not sure of his name. I was actually trying to find him uh, this morning, and I haven't been able to locate who he is. Yeah. But uh, you can tell he's a strength and conditioning guy. Like he's – if you're a football fan at Duke, David Feely is that guy, and you know him. You can see – when you see him, you're like, yeah, that's the guy. Uh, well, it's, it's that kind of guy for Duke basketball as well. He's very ripped. He's very in shape, and he led that. I'm not sure. Like I said, I'll probably figure out his Will, name and find out his name later. But Will Stevens has long been a, a yeah. And Will's still there. Yeah, okay. and Will's still and, there. And yeah. So now there's a new voice in the mix. Yeah, as well. yeah. Will is still there. Um, and and but this guy was just kind of leading the stretches and kind of leading the things at first. And like I said, he just looks like he he also puts in the work. Let's put it that. Yeah. Um, and so so then um, you we were handed a schedule of how practice was going to go and similar to football down to the minute of, you know, from, from 10 30 AM to 10 41, we're going to do this Uh 10 42 to whatever, like it was to the minute. And I will say this just overall, they stayed on schedule. That clock would run, the whistle would blow or the horn would sound. They moved to the next thing. Uh The practice was supposed to last from 10 30 AM to 12 noon. At 12 noon, they legitimately finished their last thing at practice right when 12 noon hit, and they were done. Like, it was like a well-oiled machine. Um, and so just some observations there uh, that John Shire has a really good staff, not just his three assistants, but the managers and everybody that helps with drills and practice. There's no way you could do what those guys, uh, what Duke is able to do without those guys. And so – that really kind of jumped off the table a little bit. It was also kind of cool, a little, little flex from Shire. You know, all the other coaches were out during those stretches and during those warm-ups, and while the, while the guys were kind of hanging around and doing those things, and Shire walked out, like, right before practice started. Like, that. it was, like, <laughs> his, his time to come in. And so, anyway, that, that was – I thought that was neat, the way they kind of structured it. Yeah, no, that's pretty awesome. And uh, with this being said, again, a, a VIP practice to help benefit Duke Children's Healthcare. Uh, for pediatric research and that sort of thing. You mentioned John Shire would take a mic and kind of explain to the fans in attendance what was going on as well. Yeah, so uh, so first thing, they ran this like a regular practice. You know, that when that 10.30 time started, I mean, it was all business. The only thing that was unique was uh, Coach Shire would come over, grab the mic and say, hey, this is what we're doing. We're doing situation right now. We're doing four minutes to go in the first half. This was pretty interesting. This is pretty funny. It's like four minutes ago in the first half. It's a tie ball game. He's like, let's just say it's 30 to 30 because that's my number. <laughs> and they would start at a 30 to 30. Um, and so so that, that was kind of neat. They did a couple of different end of the half scenarios. Then they did a couple of end of game scenarios. Um, and so once again, he would just very briefly, you know, 10 seconds or so, come to the mic to let us know what they were doing next. Even though we did have a schedule in front of us, 
it didn't have that level of detail. It just said situational, you know, uh, drills or whatever. So he told us specifically what the situation was, and you kind of get a, a feel for the game. Awesome stuff from Coach Shire and Duke men's basketball. Let's talk a little bit more about some of those practice observations. Maybe what did the teams look like? Blue, white, those sort of things. We'll get a breakdown coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Our show today is brought to you by our partners at Nissan, who have worked with us to create a new segment across the Lockdown College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting plays from the Duke game or throughout the history of Duke University. This week's thrilling moment from Duke football comes on Saturday. We saw a pair of rushing scores from Riley Leonard and a thrilling moment. Let's give some love to Darius Joyner for that awesome interception he had against Virginia this past weekend. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back into today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. All right, let's get back to it. Everybody wants to know when you go to a practice like this, when we're counting down the days, now 33 days away from the first game of the season, what in the world do the lineups look like? And you got a little glimpse at this. Again, it's practice. Things can change. Derek Whitehead is hurt once again, we'll add. Uh, but what did you see from that perspective, Josh? Uh, yeah, so I can tell you who ran with the ones. Um, obviously, they, did, they, they didn't say that you couldn't share things uh, like this. And so, right. um, so who ran with the ones? Obviously, we're taking into consideration that Derek Whitehead – you know, was still not active. He was there. He was very engaged, talking to everyone. Uh, you can tell he's got a he's got a very magnetic personality, and he really really does uh, does well with that. But um, yeah, you started both bigs, um, Derek Lively um, alongside of Kyle Filipowski. Um, those two guys played together. Their their games are are unique, and so I believe they're going to be able to make that make that work. Not to say that we're not going to go small uh, some throughout the year, because I, I definitely think we will do that. Uh, some, but they started out together and played well together. Uh, Grandison, Jacob Grandison played that uh, that kind of wing that we believe Derek Whitehead will that will be his spot once he comes back. But Grandison looked really, really good. Grandison, uh, he brings a toughness. Um, he brings a little bit of, of attitude. He brings some um, experience to this team. He's a grown man and he can shoot that corner three, man. We were laughing during the warm ups like. I think was it is it sixty percent? Didn't he shoot like sixty yeah, percent yeah. from the from one of the corners? And like that's him, man. And so if we can <laughs> figure that out, that's uh, really good. And then they finished out with Tyrese Proctor at the two, and Jeremy Roach at the one. Um, and so uh, yeah, that was a that was a good five. Um, we can get into a little bit deeper here if you want on yeah, go for what it. we saw from some of these guys. But and then obviously on that other end the obvious best three, you know, once again, it's counting Whitehead out, the obvious best three on that second squad, Mark Mitchell, by far, Mark right. Mitchell, just he he's a starter. If he's not a starter, he's he is the – I mean, he's like 
a six starter. He's great, yeah. yeah We've heard he a is. lot from Brendan Marks of The Athletic about how well he's been doing so far in practice, yeah. and you're echoing that. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan uh, for sure. And then Continues uh, to be the unsung hero of this recruiting class. Like, we continuously correct. leave him out of the mix with some of those other guys. But Listen, you're there's Mark a, Mitchell's legit. Yeah, there is a world in which his, like, junkyard dog, offensive rebounding, flexibility, playing the wing – playing down low, doing whatever. Like, he can really score a lot of points this year. And, and they, they may not be like ISO one-on-one, like Paulo Bancaro-like points, but they may be more like Justice Winslow-type points. Um, but anyway, I, I'm a few, I'm a huge fan um, of Mark Mitchell. That's that's for sure. And then Jaden Shoot, your guy, um, you know, ob- he, he obviously is going to be in that rotation and deserves to be there. Um, and then our guy, Ryan Young, man, Ryan Young, like I'm trying to best describe his game because he is 6'10", 235, so he's not undersized. But if you could be 6'10", 235, and you know the guys at the YMCA that have like every trick in their in their bag, like they they and they use their body – and they, you know what I'm saying? They they like use pump fakes and they use deception um, as if they are undersized. That's Ryan Young. I mean, he, and I will say this, as good as Derek Lively is on defense, as long as he is, Ryan Young could get the ball on a post and he could score on Lively. And like, <laughs> it's really strange. So in my opinion, if you want to look at the nine deep when the season is rolling and we don't have any injuries. It's definitely that starting five of Lively, Filipowski, Whitehead, Proctor, I believe, and Roach. And then we're going to come off the bench with Grandison, Mitchell, Young, and Shoot. That's for sure. Obviously, Jalen Blakes could be that fifth or yeah. the tenth person. Um, uh, but, yeah, it, I was impressed. I was impressed by several guys, for sure. I want to hear more about this, and we'll do that after our final timeout here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today, once again brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one source for football betting information this season. Find the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis of every game that you can find. The Duke football team, according to Bet Online, has opened up as a three and a half point favorite against Georgia Tech this upcoming weekend. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back into today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm JJ Jackson alongside Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks, a Section 17 podcast. All right, so talking a little bit more about the practice specifics, Duke men's basketball, again, with an open practice uh, for folks that made contributions to Duke Children's this past Saturday. What about Tyrese Proctor, Josh? Because he's somebody that so many folks have talked about, didn't get to see him for the longest time because he was still in Australia. We got to know what's number five looking like out there. Man, you just set me up, man. You just set me up really, really nicely there, JJ. The most uh, impressive guy. Now, this is not taking 
anything away from like right. Derek Lively because right. Derek Lively is taller than Mark Mitchell. He has an offensive skill set that Mark Mitchell, uh, Mark Mark Williams, did not possess. He is the truth, man. Like I'm not taking anything away from any from Filipowski, from any of those guys. But I was I went into that practice going the same as Duke fans. Like, how good is Proctor? Like he came a year early. He's uh, you know, an international. Years old. He's young. Yeah, he's an yeah. international player. Like, how is this going to fit? How is this going to work? He is a bona fide baller. Like <laughs> this kid, he will be our starting two guard. Like, in my opinion, unless something major happens, whether it means Shire wants to go really big and put Whitehead at the two and maybe start Mitchell at the three, I don't know. But if he's not a starting two guard, I will be absolutely shocked. He is fast as lightning. He has a beautiful, beautiful, smooth shot. It really it, – it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, I was – I was blown away by his ability. He is a combo guard. And, and honestly, that's why I didn't even I didn't put Jalen Blakes, you know, really on that tenth spot in a way, because I feel like if Roach needs to be spelled for a few minutes a game, I just believe that's gonna be when Proctor moves over and runs the show. Uh similar probably in and he's he's definitely quicker than like a Wendell Moore uh being able to do that. So I think Proctor wants to get up and down the court. Um, he does look for his teammates. He's got yeah. very good court vision. His passing um, ability is what so many people want to highlight and recognize. And yeah. One-handed passes that he's got going and that sort of thing. Like you could tell he's got some Australian sort of swag to his game. For sure. Him. And you know what I liked? I know that he has that ability, but what, what I, at least in this practice, um, he valued the basketball and he didn't turn the ball over because I think a lot of times when you have a young guy that has that, that, ability to make those, you know, kind of those wow passes. Um, you know, sometimes they don't work out <laughs> and that's, uh, he, he was, um, very efficient. And so Duke fans, we got us a good one. Um, I mean, if you want to look at the only negative about that is like, I think we were, we were crossing our fingers that with him enrolling early that we might add him for two years. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Things could be different. Once again, this was yeah. a practice. Uh, so things can be different when we get out on the court, but man, he impressed me. He I want to hear. A, I want to hear another standout or two from you before we wind down today's episode yeah. as well. But with this in mind, and again talking about the practice that you saw, what we haven't heard, like you're seeing five on five runs, Josh. Like there were portions. Yeah. that's what I'm picking up on. Correct. That there were correct. portions correct. where we're running up and down, we're playing basketball. It's not just hey, let's do something and coach has to say something and take a break and that sort of thing. You yeah. were seeing some runs back and forth. Yeah, they had three three officials there. Um, I mean, they ran they ran situational basketball. Uh, you know, five, four or five minutes to go in the game. You know, we're down by whatever, or you're tied up, or, or whatever it is. Right. And let me make this point. I, I, I failed to do this at the beginning. If you're okay with this, um, I, I, uh, the Devils did interview Jay Lucas right. back uh, a few weeks ago. Um, Jay Lucas is highly important to this team. He is very vocal. He is he has taken some from what I gathered in this practice that secondary role as the secondary leader. And this is nothing against Carowell, nothing against Emil. Um, but Jay Lucas is that guy. Like he was running the drills for the guards. Right. 
And I was very impressed. I was very impressed not only with what he was saying, the little things he was trying to teach these guys, but just his energy and his ability to get. I feel like he is the guy. Like uh, that, he is the guy. If 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 Shire is arguing with the official during a timeout, like Coach K has been known to do, he's got that huddle. That's going right. to be Jay Lucas's huddle. And um, I was very impressed with that. And so I just wanted to throw that out there. But yes, they did run up and down the court. Uh, the guys got out. I mean, there were fouls called. There were, you know, travels called or whatever, whatever happened. Free throws, you know, real, real situations. Um, in fact, speaking of our guy, Tyrese Proctor, uh, in the final segment of practice, his squad was down by one or something, and he got the ball um, in an ISO. He got into the lane, uh, pump fake, and a fadeaway and drained it uh, for the game winner. And so uh, that got everybody in the stands up, you know, clapping and stuff. So Proctor, you know, once again, just to kind of solidify what we're speaking of, not only is he good, but, like, they trusted him with the ball in his hand at the at the end of, of that, you know, segment. So. Give me another standout. Who who looked good to you and what did you like about their game? JJ, I'm not going to let you bring me on this podcast after I've watched this team practice yeah. and not talk about your boy. Thank All you, right? man. Okay, so Jaden Shoot, uh, the the uh, the JJ Jackson freshman of the year. I appreciate um, it. Preseason. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that going, man. I've exactly. got all the stock in Shoot Island. Yeah, I'm there. Okay. So I'm going to be very fair with this. Sure. Okay. Very fair with this. He is, he led when he was on that second unit. It was obvious that he is a focal point of that second unit. He, um, he plays better defense than what I thought he was going to play. A little bit nervous about those kind of undersized or as far as the, their build little, I was a little nervous, but he played good defense. Um, And his shot is a thing of beauty. Like, okay, first of all, we were laughing because during warmups, he literally didn't miss. Like, he would, he did not miss. And um, we found one, and I wish I had it on video and I didn't catch it on video, but during one of the scrimmages, you know, those four minute scrimmages or whatever, the ball swung to him on the right side. He caught it like right at his face and like, Duncan Robinson, catch I keep eye. Yeah. He never brought it down. Never. He like caught the ball in his face in the same motion. I mean, it could, it was less than a second. I mean, it was like boom, boom, and the shot was up and he drained it. So, like, there is potential there. Like, the guy is a, the, the thing on the people. question. Yeah. Yeah. The question about him is, and I, and I think he, he does, he'll develop this. Like, does he have that, like, that killer? Does he have that, like, possible like Reddick Leitner gene in him a I little think he'll bit. Show people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. By the way, only add to the hype if that were the case. Speaking of the Leitner gene, I, I think the Leitner gene could be a little bit in Filipowski. Okay. Tell me about Just that. a little bit. Uh he he seems like he could be the kind of guy that uh that he could step over his opponent if he dunks on him. Okay. Like he, I feel like he could be that guy a little bit. Not that he's like a bad guy. Like I love it on the court. Um, and so I feel like he could be a little bit of that kind of a guy, like, like no bull crap. Like he's just like, you know, don't come at me. Like I'm about to, that. I'm about to score on you and then I'm going to tell you about it. So that's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait, man. 33 days away from the start of the Duke men's basketball season. 
I'm all aboard the Jaden Shoot hype train because I'll add this. We mentioned sort of the practice videos that Duke men's basketball has released on their YouTube platforms and that sort of thing. In those scrimmages, there's yet to be a clip where Jaden Shoot has missed a shot. We've talked about this before. He hasn't missed one. And I want yeah. to allow the Lockdown Blue Devils listeners to know that Josh Cox sent me a single clip from practice on Saturday that you were at, and Jaden yep. Shute made the shot. And yeah. so you're saying that he literally doesn't miss in warm-ups. I don't want to know if there was a miss <laughs> that you saw at all. I'm just saying you added to the hype by the only shot I saw was another make. And I'm like, yep, sounds yeah. about right. I won't spoil it for you then, uh, whether, he, whether he missed one. Yeah. And, and how crazy is it that we've gone this entire podcast and barely mentioned the name Jeremy Roach? Right. But if I can give a Jeremy – yeah, can I give a Jeremy Roach update? It Please. looks like in that practice, end of the year Jeremy Roach has just continued on. He Wonderful. was very confident. He was shooting the ball well. He's got a little bit, and like I'm not trying, you know, when we do these comparisons, I'm not trying to be like Kendrick Perkins and say like this third, this this second, you know, rounder looks like Giannis, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that. Um, but what I am saying, like skill set wise. It's like a Chris Polish, like when he gets in that mid range, I could see man, he's, it, yeah. he's money, man. He yeah. has money, and so I, I didn't want to go this whole time and not mention the team leader, the guy who I believe this team is, whose shoulders this team is resting on. He did look really good, as you should. I'm glad that you brought him up and gave him some praise there as well. This has been a lot of fun. It's only added to the hype and excitement for men's basketball season as it's right around the corner. You mentioned of some of those former Blue Devils who are now starring in the NBA. In the coming weeks, you and I love to break down Duke and the NBA and what those guys are up to, so we'll do that as basketball season is right around the corner. He's on Twitter, at Joshua Cox. Check out at DukeFBTalk on Twitter as well. If you will, Josh, give us one more plug for the Section 17 podcast. Uh, yes, Duke football did not sign Zion Williamson uh, <laughs> back in the day. Speaking of Duke in the NBA, but doesn't he look good? We'll talk yes. about that. Um, but, yeah, we are a Duke football podcast. Obviously, we still uh, personally like to talk basketball as well. But as far as our podcast is concerned, it's Duke football only. Section 17 podcast is where we sit in the top row of Section 17 on every home game. And so we release weekly episodes detailing Duke football. The previous game hopefully wins. And then, obviously, looking ahead to the, the game coming up. And so, we release them every Tuesday morning. And so, if you could go check us out. Uh, if you enjoy Duke football, maybe share with a friend. As we would want you to do here for Lockdown Blue Devils, five-star ratings and reviews are always awesome. And so, go, go find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search Section 17 Podcast. Josh, the time has been greatly appreciated today. I'll see you next week, all right? JJ, have a great week, man. Go Duke. That's my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 Podcast joining us on today's show. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to check out Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. As Josh said, we greatly appreciate those five-star ratings and written reviews. Do the same on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Comment below in the video your thoughts on the upcoming Duke men's basketball season. Love to see that conversation going here on our YouTube channel. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.